Welcome to this episode of the Libraries Open Podcast, the official podcast of Bywater Solutions. In today's episode, we have Talisha T. Murray, Director of Library and Learning Resources at Galveston College. Enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Libraries Open Podcast. I'm so excited because I have a very special guest, one of our one of our faves, T from Galveston College. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? Good, good. Thank you again for being here. I know you got a lot going on right now. So <laughs> we will just jump right into it. So I always ask our guests, uh, how did you get started in the library world? What was your journey like? Well, I had a very unique journey into the library world. Um, I was a student assistant in the library at a community college at actually Brazosport College where I went to school. I started out at Brazosport College as a dual credit student. And then um, I was initially going to college to be a nurse. So I was in nursing school. I thought I was going to be a nurse. And then um, I had my daughter, though, when I was like 19. And so then I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, to, you know, finish nursing school. And it was very intense. And I just I had a lot of anxiety about it. So um, I was going to community college and my I was working in the library as a student assistant. And so I'd never thought of that to be a career. I loved doing it. Um, I had some great librarians and library assistants that I worked with. Um, and so they would allow me to do all kinds of stuff. So at that time in the library, the librarians did everything. They made ID cards and they were just like the, like we are still now, the the one source to go to for everything at the college. And so um, I worked there for a long time because I was at a community college for longer than I should have been. Um, but I worked there the entire time and I was able from that experience to work in every area of the library. So I worked circulation, I worked in serials, I worked in technical services. Um, and then I also, because I had been there so long, I was like a senior student assistant. So I was able to train new student assistants and even new staff members uh, because I had so much experience and I worked very closely with the librarians. I developed a very close relationship with them. Um, and so they became mentors and like family to me. And so then um, I decided before I transferred from Brazosport College that I was going, I thought I was going to teach. So I started subbing and working there. Well, I didn't really like subbing, uh, but I went ahead and transferred to um, University of Houston Clear Lake and to start my teaching degree. Um, while I was there, I subbed a little bit more and I, I said, let me just sub every grade level to see you know if my if my perspective on this changes and it didn't change I was like I really don't like this you know this is not my thing um so then I got a job at um it was for Brazoria County Library System so I got a job there in technical services because when I was at the college as a student technical services was my favorite area so I got a job in technical services which allowed me to go to school and work um so I was working on my bachelor's and I didn't like teaching. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get my bachelor's in literature and I'll figure it out. Like, I'll, I'll just figure it out, you know. So I started working on my bachelor's in literature. And then I still was in contact with the librarians. And um, the the my director at the time, um, she said, T, um, she said, I, I really, you would be a great librarian. I was like, I don't want to be a librarian. She's like, no, seriously, you should really think about it. And she's like, that could be an extension to your, your degree. You know, she's like, you should think about it seriously. Well, still, you know, I I said, you know, okay. Um, so I was going to work on my bachelor's. Well, at that time, it kind of like the the job at the 
that because this was for um, like the county Brazoria County Library System. So I worked in technical services department, but it wasn't working as well with school. And so um, then I end up getting a job offer at UTMB Moody Medical Library. And that was in a closer proximity to the university that I was going to. It was still a distance, but I, I lived far from all these things. So I had to make a circle. So I figured it would be easier for me to be closer to the Houston area and working in Galveston at Moody Medical Library. And I worked in technical services there. So then that became my thing. Technical services became my thing. So um, I worked at Moody Medical. I got laid off from there during Hurricane Ike. So I was laid off and I wasn't sure what I was going to do. Um, I was at that point, I had not started working on my master's yet. I was almost finished with my bachelor's degree. So when I graduated, I um, I, I was pregnant, uh, graduated pregnant. I didn't know what to do. I applied for a job at College of the Mainland, again in technical services. <laughs> And so I end up getting that job. Um, I end up starting my master's program um, shortly after that. Um, and I worked in technical services for a little bit. And then I got um, internally promoted to circulation manager. And then I stayed there at College of the Mainland for about three years. And then um, I finally left there. It was really hard for me to leave there because I learned so much there. Like I learned a lot there. I was able, I was everywhere that I've worked, you know, I've I've taken on opportunities. So I'm not the person that says, well, that's not in my job description. I've actually worked outside of my job description to be able to build my resume and have those experiences, like working on special projects and things like that. Um, so like at College of the Mainland, I'm backtracking a little bit. I worked on a lot of special projects during an organizational period, a reorganizational period. So um, for a little bit, we were um, kind of without a technical service librarian. So I took that time to take on some of those projects in that area as a, as, as a um, library technical assistant in cataloging. Um, and so I learned as much as I could. I'm like a sponge, I just absorb everything. And I learned a lot there. And then it was hard for me to leave because I was learning so much. And that was kind of when like technology was changing, LibGuides were becoming popular and all of that. So I ended up taking a job at um, Texas Southern University. Um, and so, that was a very different experience for me. Um, that was my first professional librarian job as a cataloging supervisor. And so um, I was like, you know, I, I thought I had it all figured out, um, but I, I didn't. Like it was that that job was a challenge for me. Not that I didn't have the skills, but the environment was very different from what I was used to. I was at a university, um, not a community college. And um, their values didn't align with what values had been instilled in me. And so I wasn't okay with that. And so I was okay with stepping away from that um, because they weren't they weren't ready for the change that I was willing to bring. So I was like, okay, that, you know, that's fine. Um, but while I was there, I remember just sitting back and kind of looking at everything. And while I was there, I wrote a reorganizational plan that would save them like half a million dollars that they just took some time to reorg. Well, no one really cared, like, who am I, the catalog librarian? Like, who cares? You know what you have to think. And so I was like, you know what? This isn't my place. Let me just go ahead and, and leave. So I end up leaving um, and going to um, Lamarck Public Library. So here I am back in the public setting. That was it, at, the, at the level of a director. So being a director in a... Um, public library in a municipality and being a director in academics is totally different. 
So during that time, I was an ambassador for the city. So I was in Lions Club helping build houses for Habitat for Humanity, going to Rotary. I loved the social aspect of it, but I was never like I felt like I was never in the library. You know, my administrative duties were budget and, you know, fixing, putting out fires and stuff and going to city council meetings um, and stuff like that. And so that was a very, it was different. It, that was different also. And then there was the whole um, political part of it that I did not like. And it came with some hefty um, situations, some very challenging situations. So I'm a very transparent person and I'm very outspoken. Um, so I, I'll stand up for myself and I will stand up for the people around me. You know, I'm that that person. And I was challenged, you know, with some um, racial issues and I stood up for myself, you know, and I'm, I don't, I've realized now that you don't have to, like, you can stand up for yourself and not be the loudest person in the room. And so that's kind of what I had to do in that situation because it was a very stressful time for me um, dealing with that. Um, I would have some of the weirdest things happen to me. Like I would have the patrons come in and be like, she's not waiting on me. I'm not letting her wait on me. Like she's not checking the book out to me. And so I was young, you know, I was a young um, director and I don't, my, in the background that I come from and my growth and my upbringing and my family was a very diverse background. Um, and so while I know these things that exist and I ha I've had to deal with, of course, many things in my life. Um, it, it wasn't that apparent to me, like the ignorance of people still, you know, and it just was like, okay, this right here is not worth my mental, you know, <laughs> like I got, I got to, you know, figure this out. And so I stayed during the time that I was there. I had support from the administrators, like the administration supported me, but you, you still have to deal with the whole political realm of council members and things like this. And so, um, I made the decision. I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to go ahead and step away from this. Um, with integrity, you know, before, before, you know, it gets a little blown out of proportion and legal issues come up. I just didn't want any parts of that. So I, I was like, I need to go back to academics <laughs> because that, you know, so I, I um, got offered a job at, at um, a community college. And at that college, um, the job was a middle management job and it was to be head of technical services. And so, oh my gosh, I loved my job there. I was there for over four years and I was able to build so many relationships and just make so many changes in the department. And that was a multi-branch college. So we had three different locations um, and I was over, my department was over all the locations. Um, and it was one of those places where I grew the most in my career. I grew there in leadership. Um, I grew there and who I was as a librarian and, and how my role in technical services played into the overall role of the college. And while I was there, I remember having some issues with my team early on and they just didn't feel like, they didn't feel like their role was valued. They didn't see where they fit in the mission and where they fit in the value. So I said, you know what? We're going to use the college values to create our own mission statement as to what we do to benefit this college. And when I did that, it just made so much difference in my team. Like they were able to see how everything that they did daily contributed to the larger of the institution. Um, I had a great relationship with my um, leaders there, with everyone there. And there I just I just floored there like it was it was my place. You know, I loved it. Um, but I reached a point in my career where I couldn't go anywhere else. You know, every 
every um every every college had a director so that was the next step and my career was to be a director at a um you know the academic community college level and so then that's when this job came um, available at Galveston College as the director of library and learning resources I was very hesitant to apply way till the last minute mainly because I anytime I accept a job I do my research and in doing my research I was like this is going to be a challenge you know I could already see just from the online presence that there were um there was a lot of things that that um needed to be brought up to you know to date and it was just I could just see it from a distance I was like oh my gosh and so I even found like the budget from the previous year and I was like why hasn't the database budget increased over the past 10 years like I was just already interrogating everything and I was like you know what stop and so I went ahead and applied and um I didn't even on my interview they asked me that I want to go to the library I said no I wouldn't even come to the library. I said, if I get the job, I'll just deal with whatever is there when I get there. <laughs> and so um, it's been a blessing. Um, it's been challenging um, because, um, you know, when you're in libraries, you know, librarians stay forever. And, you know, the previous administration was here for a very long time. And there was not a lot of change. The library was very underutilized um, by faculty, by students. and it was just like a place to just like a, it was just like a dumping ground. Like it wasn't, you know? And so I really took some time to just sit back and just analyze everything and utilize the leadership skills and all those things that I had learned over the years. I was able to bring all of those things into this one position. You know, I, I redesigned and rebuilt our website on my own from LibGuide CMS. Um, I just immediately just begin making change. And I normally don't do that. I normally take a slower, gradual approach to things, but I knew that the success of our library depended on me being aggressive in the changes that I made. So I came in very aggressive and made like so many changes within the first year. I overwhelmed myself and I almost burned myself out, but it's been worth it. So, you know, our library, um, I, I just feel like we, I feel like we're not, I don't know how to put it, but I just sometimes feel like we may not get the recognition that we probably should for the, the changes that we've made at the, the college with our students, not saying internally. I'm just saying I probably should do a better job about um, letting people know some of the things that we've done and some of the changes that we've made. Um, I can't like I'm doing um, accreditation right now and when I'm looking at these reports to see the usage that we that we have from just things like the tutorials that we've created and um, how many people look at our website and how many people view our guides and, you know, how many people search our catalog. It's just amazing to see the the progress that has taken place, you know, and to have people come in and physically say, man, it's so welcoming and so inviting. Like, we love it. We love coming here and to hear the students say that it, it means a lot. So that's how I got started. I know that was a lot, but that's my journey. You know, that's that's my journey to where I am now in my current position. Wow. So first of all, yeah, I feel like you've had like 50 lifetimes in one lifetime <laughs> and like, just, I want to get into your leadership experience later. Cause I, I actually didn't realize you were a public library director at one point. That was really yes. interesting. So I'll, I'll get into that more a little later. Cause like, I would love to hear more about all that, uh -huh. but, yes. um, you know, I just, yeah, I think it's so, you're just such a great influence for, you know, especially young people getting into leadership positions. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. So I do want to, so talking about the changes you've made at Galveston, I kind of want to talk about your journey to open source and how that went and how y'all migrated over to that and what that was like for you. 
man, oh my gosh, one of the one of the best things that we did. So when I started um, being in technical services for over 15 years, I've worked with a lot of systems, as you can imagine. Um, and I went to our, 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 our EBSCO vendor and I said, man, um, like I have a great relationship with all, I have a great relationship with all my vendors. I do like, I, they're not, I don't even like the word vendors because to me, it's like, we're colleagues. We're all, I mean, we're all in this together, but, um, Mike and I were talking and the system that we had when I got here, if I can't figure it out, something's wrong. So I was like, this is just so antiquated. Like, this isn't working. I can't get the reports that I need. I can't, like, this is not functional. There are things that I can't find. It was, it was just, it was, I hadn't seen anything like it before. And so I went to Mike and, and I said, Mike, we have, to, we need something that's going to be functional um, for myself and my team. Most importantly, I said, you know, I don't have a large team. I have a very small team. And just to show you how small we are, when I first got here was myself as the director and librarian. It was one librarian and one library assistant and a part-time librarian, okay? And so within the first year, I said, this isn't going to work. So I, I started gathering data and I made a... Um, I made a proposal to get a full to to get rid of the part-time librarian position because that position was not being utilized as effectively as it could have been and to change that into a full-time um library um assistant position like let, let that be a full-time library assistant position well that happened so then so now we have now we're, we're, we're just me the library director the librarian and a full-time um library assistant now we already had that full-time library assistant so i asked for another assistant position so now we have four there's four of us now not three and a half there's four well i'm like part of my job was to do all of the um technical services stuff and i was like there's no way i could do all that with all the administrative duties so then i asked for I again made a proposal and I asked to to reclassify one of these positions. I what I did was I trained the library assistant for a whole year. And I said, "Do you want to do cataloging, copy catalog?" She said, "Yeah." So I made justification to change that to library technical assistant position. So then now we have technical service, public services and we're getting there. So, but even with these changes, there was a lot of issues with um technology levels. You know, there was a lot of issues with that. So I just, I wanted to, I was looking for a system that everyone can use that was user-friendly, um, that would allow us to gather the data that we needed and to just function holistically without it being so technical, you know? And so um, Mike and I got to talking and I said, look, don't try to, don't try to sell me anything that you know we can't afford. You know, we're on a limited budget here. You already know I'm just coming in. I've asked for all these things and I was already getting a lot of um, resources from, you know, from them. I was like, so just help me out. And he goes, you know what? I'm not even going to try to do that. I'm going to send you straight to Bywater. And that is what he did. And so he recommended Bywater. Um, he recommended Koha and, uh, and I did the demo. And from the demo, I was like, we got to do this. We got to do this. We, we have got to have this open source software. And so I had I had heard of a few open source um, ILSs like before, but never taking the time because in that time, everyone had this thing about open source, like, oh no, stay away from open source. But as we've grown in technology and, and even open access, you know that open source is one of those things to where 
it can be very rewarding and can add so much value to, I would say, any organization if you just took the time to educate yourself. Um, everything isn't great, but there are some things out there that are, you know, that can work um, for anybody. And so um, we did our demo. We we started, we got, when we got, when we got the quote. So first of all, when I went to my administration, initially they were like, here, I'm sure they were like, again, she's come with something else. But I broke everything down to them and did some analysis over the years, you know, this and that. They had no hesitation. There was no hesitation. And um, we actually, the funniest thing, so we're preparing to do our implementation. Of course, you know, with any change, you I mean, we were coming from a system where our data was just, I, I was so scared. I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is going to be terrible. It's going to be a nightmare. But the implementation team was hands down like the best team ever like everyone was just everyone is so patient they just worked with us through everything um and i did most of that implement that by myself um almost all of it the data gathering and all of that and so um so we're all set we're set to do implementation right and then covid happens i'm like oh my gosh and so then Kelly and I were talking and, and I think it was Kelly and Jess. I can't remember fully, but I think so. And then they were wondering if I was going to just put off implementation because we were shut down. The world was shut down. I said, no, we're doing this. We're going to implement. We're at home anyway. So why not? So um, that, implementa that implementation over um, Zoom I mean, it was a little bit of a challenge, but hey, we got through it and it gave us experience on Zoom because we were meeting all the time and we, you know, we didn't have all the, we couldn't, we weren't in the library, you know, so we could only, we did as much as we could, but man, we got through that training and through the implementation. And when we came back to campus, we were ready to go. So when students came back, you know, we were ready, you know, we were ready for that fall. Um, and, and it just really strengthened my relationship with the implementation with the implementation team and with Kelly for sure and Jess because they were our trainers and just having that support from day one. Um, that's how we got here. Like that's how we got to open source, you know. And um I just can't say enough about the experience and the possibilities and what this has opened up for not just our library, but for the open source community. Um I I I was able to present on open source at ALA this year with the Bywater team and with some of our other colleagues. And that was an experience of a lifetime. Like I don't have any colleagues that can say to me that they've presented at ALA. And so even it was it was a tech talk panel, but for me, it was like a, a career highlight. Like that meant a lot to me, you know, that to to have the opportunity, like that was everything to me. I thought, I thought going to ALA in DC. And being able to, you know, meet the Librarian of Congress and go, that was like a highlight, Latin, the, you know, the year before, but this was like, oh my gosh. And so um, I was so proud of myself and for even being asked to do that and having the opportunity. But from that, so I went to, um, to TCAL, which is a, the Texas College and um, Academic Libraries. It's in this area. Well, three of the libraries are now getting COHA. Because I was just beefing and I'm like, hey, you know, and I and I I invited two of them to the presentation and they came. And so just to be a part of that, you know, it seems small, but to me, it's way bigger than that. You know, it's just big. It's just way bigger than that. I learned so much more about how um, open source works, even from being there at ALA and from talking to different people on the panel. 
um, and, and getting to know them and talking to the, the Bywater team after hours, you know, where now where else do you get to like our I, I went to, I remember we had an out we had like this outing one night and um I'm and I'm terrible I forgot everybody's name I did forget and that I shouldn't be saying that but um I go into the restaurant I say hey are you here with Bywater and then just the most humble gentleman ever and and then he's like yeah and then he told me who he wasn't I think it's this the the founder the CEO of Bywater yeah. I was like oh. Like really, <laughs> everybody was just so humble. Just it's the family. Like you feel a part of the family. I don't feel like a customer. Like I submit a ticket and boom. Like I, I just don't know. Like I, I can't say enough about Bywater, about open source, and about how this has changed the way our library actually works. Like in general, like we have streamlined all resources here at Galveston College Library. Like literally streamlined and scaled but having the ability to just um have this relationship with the bywater team has opened up time for me to be able to focus on other projects because it's like on autopilot like koha just does its thing everyone else is working like it's open source so you have different people working at different levels on different things all the bugs getting those worked out and this and that and another it's just everyone's working together and then when the Slack community opened up initially, I, I'm telling you, I've met so many people. Sometimes I don't submit, I don't even have to submit a ticket because I just go and post a question and then everyone's willing to help. And we're all working together on different projects and different things. I've even learned, I mean, I'm not the best at um, SQL, but I've learned how to write some of my own reports just by talking to some of my colleagues within the open source community and them explaining things to me, explaining to me how the reporting works and things like that. So, and how the language works. So, I mean, that's how we got here. Oh, well, uh, that's my, I always have a moment in every episode where somebody gives me all the feels and that, that one gave me all the feels, especially when you talked about presenting at ALA, because that was a highlight for us too, having you and Bob and, you know, just that whole panel was so wonderful. And so thank you again for doing that. That was really, really yes. a special moment for sure. Yes, 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 yes. It, it really was. It really was. Yeah. So, okay. So this is a little fun question now. Do you have any fun, like recent developments with Koha or anything that you're really liking? Any, um, let's see. Sure. <laughs> Well, one thing that we're working on right now, um, it's not fully done yet, but we've we've been making a lot of little changes, a lot of tweaks, especially with this last um, upgrade. We've been making a lot of changes. Well, one thing that we're working on with, we're working on Lucas with Lucas right now, and I can't wait till we're done with this. So we're working on redesigning our interface for our public catalog. Um, because when we first did that, you know, we were right out of the box trying to get everything situated and we, and all the capabilities that we have now, not everything was in place then it, things looked very different. Um, so right now that's one of the highlights. Like I, we're Lucas is working on it behind the scenes. We've met, we've mapped everything out, how we want everything to look. So it's just a matter of any day now before the big reveal. And so I'm waiting on that. Um, so that's the most recent thing that we've been working on, um, yeah, that's the most recent thing. We've been we've been doing so much with reporting. So as I'm sure you know, a lot of the libraries we have to do a lot of annual reports. And so I've been working with the with the team, the education team, to help me like develop sets of reports for my annual report. So it's easier whenever that time of year comes around to do our ACRL, a, yeah, ACRL report that I just have somewhere to go and I know where everything is to run everything. 
So um, those are some things we've been working on, new things. The new staff interface, I love it. Um, it's just so much better organized, easier to find things. I have a very new team. So I have two, uh, my library assistant never worked in the library. And my librarian, first library job, yes. Um, my, and so now th this for them has been, it's been very easy to transition them into how to use Koha. I uh, part I have a training module for my team. And part of that training module is they have certain of uh, the Koha trainings that they have to go through and complete and things like that to introduce them to the system and how to do certain things. Um, so just just that came the new staff interface came kind of right around in there. So um, they've even been able to see some transition from what we had before to what we have now. That's awesome. Oh, I'm really excited to see that development as that unfolds. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, okay, just pivoting a little bit back to your some of your former experience, because I really I think you have such valuable insight you can provide. Do you have any advice for, especially for younger people coming into the library world that have aspirations of leadership positions? Like, what would you tell them? What would you, what would you advise them? One of the things that early on that I did when I was um, working on my degree is I did do the, um, I went to University of North Texas and I did do the, the certificate in management of library and information agencies. And that really opened up my eyes to the leadership role um, I knew, I knew that going into this, I either wanted to be a technical service librarian or an administrator. Um, I, I, I'm not the reference that that's not my strength. Um, that's just not my strength. And I prefer to kind of be the behind the scenes. I'm very technical minded. So I'm very good with databases and with database management, all the technical aspect of things. Um, so I already knew early on, like I knew early on that I knew my path. It's either technical services or leadership, either way, right? Um, I wasn't exactly sure how I was going to get there. But once I, I will tell anybody, especially the newer generation is, um, as generations change, work, work ethic and people's perspective on work changes. For me, no matter who you are, you first have to always give and give and demand respect. I'm big on that. I've never burned a bridge. I've always made sure that my what I, my word is my bond. What I say is what I'm going to do. I'm not the, this isn't in my job description type of person. If you go in with that mentality, you're going to miss a lot of opportunities. If you're just going to go in laser focus on, well, that's not what my job description says. Well, your job description doesn't say a lot. Sometimes they're very vague and need to be rewritten. Um, but I always go in with an open mind and I've always gone in with a sense of direction. So, okay, I know I want to be in technical services. So yeah, I might have to stay late or I may have to be a little stressed out, but why not take on these um, projects that are from for a technical service librarian? Or why not ask the library director if I can assist with creating a libguide? So then, I mean, those are the things that I did. I asked, um, do you mind if I create a libguide? Do you mind showing me? And then that led into creating multiple libguides as a paraprofessional, right? Um, do you mind, you know, if I work the reference desk, I'm not, I'm, can I shadow somebody? I just want to see what goes on up there. Those were the things that I did. Um, and those that early on is how I was able to determine what I did and what I did not want to do and where my strengths and weaknesses were. 
I know that um, one thing that I've been thinking about so much, um, especially when I go to, to conferences is when I'm sitting in the room. When I'm sitting in the room, I'm a minority. I'm one of a hundred librarians and there's four black librarians. Um, that to me is, is an issue. I think there should be some type of mentoring program or something. I know you have like the Black Caucus and these groups. I honestly have never been a big part of any of those at ALA or TLA because when I did, I that I didn't get what I thought I was going to get out of that. And so I'm not, but I'm not sure where that starts. Like I haven't figured out where that mentoring starts. I do have students come to me and say, why did you want to be a librarian? You know, and I know everyone's not going to be as fortunate as I've been in my career. And I'm still really young in my career. Um, but I, you know, I just don't know why that is, why there's not a lot of um, librarians of color. Um, I, I, you know, I'm still trying to figure that out and how I could be a part of, of changing that. People don't look at me and think I'm a librarian. Like no one's going to look at me and guess that I'm a librarian because they have a stereotype of what a librarian looks like. I don't look like you're, and I'm very loud. Um, I like extremely loud. Like I'm the loudest person you'll meet. <laughs> I'm quiet at work, but oh my gosh, I'm so loud. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so loud. My family hates it. Um, I come from a loud, a loud family. We're very, my family's very loud. So we're, we, if you're around us, all my family, you think that somebody's fighting or something. Everyone's like, eh. So I'm very loud. Um, but also I'm just one of, I don't know, like I, I would just, I don't know. I would just tell people to walk in who they are. You have to have a passion for something. Don't go into a career solely focused on money. Um, I, everyone wants to make a decent salary. I've, one of my goals has always been, no matter where I've worked, I always want to make six figures. Always want to make six figures, right? I like, I don't know why, since I've, I don't know why I've always said, I want to make six figures. I'm going to make six figures in this lifetime. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm being very transparent. Every job that I've gotten, I've gotten closer to that and closer to that and closer to that. But who would think, and, and I'm almost there, you know, and I'm working on my doctorate and things like that, but I have passion. Like, am I going to say like, I want to stay in the library forever? No, I'm not going to say that, but I wouldn't mind being um, a dean or provost or a VP where the library is um, a part of, of that system. You know, like I fall under the VP of instruction at my institution who's extremely supportive of libraries, but that's because I make sure to communicate our value to her. Um, I want to be to be that person to where I can help alleviate and show the value of libraries within, within an institution, especially in our current political climate, where a lot of people don't understand the value of libraries. Academic libraries have more of an advantage in some cases. Um, some of them are not supported financially the way they, they feel like they should be. I'm very blessed to say our institution supports us financially in all ways. And um, I mean, they do. Um, everyone doesn't have that that you know luxury. Um, but a lot of that comes from, from the person that sits in the seat. You know, so you have to be able to fight, you know, fight for your fight for your, uh, what you believe in. And like for my team, um, no one in here can do anything that I can't do. I will say that for if you're an aspiring leader going into leadership or any type of management in the library, I don't care if you're just over reference or over technical services, you better know how to do your job. Like, don't go in there thinking you can go in and get away with not knowing how to do your job because I promise you the library will suffer at some point. I know how to do everybody's job here. Everybody. Like 
I've been a technical assistant. I've been an assistant. I was a student assistant. So I build training programs for our student assistants. They're acclimated into our environment. They're not just considered a student assistant. They're a library assistant. They're treated like an employee here. They go through the training that we go through. They have the permissions that we have. I mean, I have to trust them. If I can't trust you, then I'm not going to hire you. So um, I'm a part of the team. Like I don't isolate myself. If there's something that needs to be done, I take my shoes off and I go out there and I do it. We're working together. I'm in heels right now, but hey, if something has to be done out here, we got to put something up or something, I'm taking my shoes off and I'm out there. We're doing it, you know? Um, you just have to have a, you have to be open-minded and humble. You know, you can't have a title and take that as if you're just the superior over people. No, you can't, you cannot do that. In a library, you don't get, I don't care how big of a library you're in. And that's what happens sometimes, you know, th that sense of, um, relationship there's so much distance between the administration and then the librarians and the assistants in larger libraries there's so much distance sometimes that you don't get to get that relationship but even if you're in the larger I feel like you should still have that that relationship you know I worked at a, at a library with three at an institution with three different libraries but I knew every director I still keep in contact with them we all like there was a bunch of us but when we go to caller, we have our local meetings. That's my people. Those are my people. Those are I'm sitting with them. We're, we're reminiscing. It's family. You know, I don't, I just, I hope that answered the question. Oh my gosh, it did. Because I think, and especially the point about knowing how to do everybody's job. Cause I think there's so many leaders that don't. It's detachment. They're detached. I want to write a book so bad. Oh my gosh. I just haven't got there. I do. I want to write a book on streamlining library services for small for small libraries. I haven't gotten there yet, but I really do because sometimes it could seem so hopeless. When I got here, I was like, oh, what did I get myself into? I'm, I'm serious. No, I had to trial and error. I mean, I was stressed to the max. Like, I was like, what did I do? Like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, I was stressed, but I, I learned how to streamline services how to kind of make things work for the size of my team. I just, I learned how to build relationships with administration, how to talk to administration, how to show my value to administration, what's important to them. They just want to see numbers. They want to know that what you say is what it is, that you're you're asking for things that are supporting the mission of the college, connecting with the mission, making sure that my the library's mission connects with the college's mission. And I never say, I'm not the... Um, you know, I hear people say that this is my, you know, my, 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 this is mine. This is our library. This is the college's library. This is, we should, our, our library should represent um, students, faculty, and staff. There should be something here for every single person on this campus. We should be inclusive. We should represent our student body. There should be no student body here that's not represented within our collection within the, the programs that we have, like everybody should feel a part of something yeah, that, that goes on. Absolutely. No, that's so critical. And mm -hmm. one more thing, I've got to say congratulations on getting your PhD or working on that. I didn't realize you were doing that. Yes, I am working on that. I start classes in like two weeks, actually. This is my, I, I plan, fingers crossed, I should defend fall of next year. I really should have been defending in the spring, but I you know, I kind of took a little, I took the summer off and taking the summer off was like really, I shouldn't have, but I had to, you know, because of some personal reasons, but I should defend in the fall. I should, I'm trying to get finished. Yeah. I know. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited yeah. for you. Well, do you have any other final thoughts before we wrap the podcast episode up? 
I don't know who's listening. You know, I know you have different people listening, but I would just tell anybody, um, whether you're a new librarian, considering to be a librarian, um, always keep your options open. Um, find out things for yourself. Because had I went down the path of doing and doing what other people said or taking other people's advice and not doing the research for myself, I probably wouldn't be on this podcast right now with Bywater um, because I wouldn't have even thought of Bywater as a solution for our library. But because I'm open-minded and because I have such a great support system, even within the vendors and, and my colleagues that I work with, that's how we landed here. So build relationships, be open-minded. Um, and just embrace all the things library, because let me tell you, like, I don't care what anybody says, we're not going anywhere. Like we're the, the most awesome people. I want to go work for Bible, you know, like, I'm like, Hey, that might be my next job. <laughs> <I'm talking> <laughs> we just, be that. <laughs> just because I'm like, I want to be a pioneer in that area. Like my, I'm like, why doesn't everybody have um, Koha? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I like, I ask people, I'm like, why don't, what are y'all doing? you know, but everyone is not there yet, you know, it just takes time, um, but I've enjoyed this, I, I really haven't had the opportunity to really tell my full library story, like, not in a setting like this, like, in the, in a podcast setting, and this is my very first podcast, so I'm, like, so excited, oh my gosh, oh, but you did fabulous, you're natural, thank you, yeah, your story is so important, and we love hearing everybody's stories, and, you know, especially just because librarians, I feel like we never, it's never like very linear. Like I woke up and wanted to be a librarian. It's always like a very interesting journey. So yeah. I've talked to, they never originally wanted to be a librarian. So no. And thanks for the opportunity. And so this, so this, this is another first. So my college, uh, my colleagues, not even someone in the library, they nominated me for the, I love my librarian award yes. so I don't know what's gonna of course they the nominations just went in in September so I'll report back to you guys to see I don't know but they made it a big deal and they did a whole assessment and tied it to a grant and I don't know I just know that some of my colleagues had to write up things so I will I will I won't know until I think the um the if if you're selected as a nominee from what I understand they will invite you to it's uh I think it's ALA LibX or something. I've never been a conference in January. And I think it's like in Massachusetts or somewhere. It's somewhere cold. I don't like the cold. No. I don't like the cold, but it's somewhere cold this year. And um, I'll, if if I'm selected as a nominee, I will be invited to that conference. And that's how I would know. So I'll, I will report back to you guys on how that goes. That's yeah. a big Please keep us posted. We've, we've had some partners that have won that award in the past. And it's a really just great honor and uh I yeah fingers crossed let us know yes thank you guys so much oh my gosh y'all are just awesome oh thank you well everybody thanks for listening and tuning in and until next time we'll see you soon bye bye thank you for listening to this episode of the libraries open podcast for more information go to librariesopen.com oh.